Time for Talk of the Town with Lisa Kay. Talk of the Town. Today we are back in the studio. My name is Lisa Kay, hanging out with Maureen Gustafson from Mankato Area Foundation. How are you? I'm grand. Pull that close to you. I, I want to will. make sure that everybody hears your lovely voice. Oh, they're voice. not going to miss a word. How was the mustache bash? Mustache bash was spectacular. Yeah. Oh, such great beards showed up that night. Did we have good winners? And we did the we, meat raffle, the wheel of meat. The wheel of meat was a big hit. A lot of meat winners that yeah. gets delivered this week. We're very excited about that. Do you start planning for next year, like now? Yes, we evaluate what we think went well and what didn't. Okay, and, you know, different venue things, and of course. Well, that's just one of the projects that Mankato Area Foundation has been involved with, and we've been talking about that one for quite a while. Right, uh, but Mankato Area Foundation as a whole has done so many things over the year that you, you've been coming in and, and uh, keeping us pretty well-versed on what's going on. So this is kind of a year-end review. This is a perfect time, Maureen. This is when all of the lists come out, right? I just right. got a top bunch of... Top 10, top 20, top yeah, 100. Of the year. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I don't know if we can pick a number, but we're going to talk a little bit about some of the things and the money that you've given away with Mankind Area Foundation. Right. Yeah. You brought a guest. I did. It's my new colleague. We're so excited to have her. How new is the new colleague? She started in October. Okay. She's our new vice president of philanthropy. Ooh. She's a fundraising guru, and she's here to help us make wonderful things happen. That sounds fancy. Ashley Eimer, VP of philanthropy. How are you doing? Thanks for coming in. Thanks for having me. Now there's a really high bar set. (laughs) I know. Well, it's, well, you know, she told you it's just us having coffee in here. It's Uh all good. Um, Tell us a little bit about yourself and how you came to be with like Mankato Area Foundation. And how does one get a job in philanthropy? Oh, very. That's a great question. Um, Because it's not really something that you naturally aspire to do to do fundraising i think if you are a people person and you have a passion and you care about individuals you want to make things happen you kind of gravitate towards that sector Mm -hmm. um so i did fundraising at msu for the last five years and i worked with making area foundation on a project called recharge the electric vehicle test drive yeah 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 and um, you were probably in here talking about that yeah Mm -hmm. So that's kind of how I was really introduced to make it Area Foundation and position became available and I kind of transferred in and it's been wonderful ever since. Nice. What's mm-hmm. your favorite part about working right next to Maureen and the whole gang there? Oh, the vibe, the energy, the There's passion. like so many wonderful women there is. that work in that. Mm-hmm. Like It's just mm-hmm. amazing. Do you have any men in there? No. <laughs> <laughs> I love my, it. My, my, some people will say, oh, you need a man down there. These are usually older, kind, sweet gentlemen. And we just say, well, we have nothing heavy to lift. Yeah, there's nothing to do. Mm-hmm. Thank you. We've got yes. it all under control. <laughs> so what, what exactly is it that you came in doing, um, being the vice president of philanthropy? Just total fundraising? or um, I would say supporting the outward-facing part of the foundation. So supporting Marine with the fundraising a- aspect of it. It's also supporting Sarah with the granting and nonprofits. Right. Uh, it's a growing industry. It's a growing organization. Yeah. And we just need to prepare for that growth that's coming up. Lots of people that you deal with, lots of great causes mm-hmm. um, that you brought in and a lot of wonderful uh, faces that we've met and, and uh, had some friendships, friendships with and follow along on their journey. Um, so where do we want to start as far as uh, I think Ashley should about. give you a summary of just the highlights from our press release on all of the groups that we helped this year. When did this press release go out or is it going out? Are we doing it now? It went out a couple weeks ago. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, December is the big, it's a big month. So at the end of November, our philanthropy review, which you have a copy in front of you, mm-hmm. um, 
it 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 was printed. It hit the mailboxes. So our supporters have a physical copy. There's also a copy on our website that you can read, and it just kind of gives you the highlights of what did we do in the last year, right? Which is a great time, like you said, in December to kind of. It is. I feel like it's that year end reflection. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How did it go? And um, this issue has been very well received right. um, with the stories there. If you want to have some feel good stories, which you always want to do kind of on the holiday season, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. cup of hot cocoa. Um, it tells you just all the cool things that have been going on in our community. We have Hockey Day Minnesota. That everyone remembers way back in January. That was almost a whole year ago. <laughs> yeah. Right. That's just I know. Crazy. Isn't that amazing? Mm-hmm. And so uh, being a p- big part of that and bringing that to the um, the area, what an undertaking. It was. And the, there was a fabulous, fabulous committee in place that worked their tails off to make it mm-hmm. hugely successful. But we were the behind the scenes, not so glamorous part of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did all the financials. We did all of the billing. We did the inventory. Uh, we worked with all of the vendors on, as far as keeping them organized and, and on track. So all of the backroom stuff, the Mankato Area Foundation did. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of our role in a lot of things, not the big glamorous upfront part. But the workers, the mm-hmm. hands on the ground, mm-hmm. yeah, right down there doing the actual uh, work. Um, so Hockey Day, Minnesota. And so that was back in January. Do you want to go like chronologically Ooh, what's best i mean that. Uh, that might be a little tricky pick one uh let's or go yeah, with mrci pick, mrci mm-hmm. okay tell yeah. me about uh, what we've done with mrci well they have um a program there they they no longer have their big building mm-hmm. where they do work there they go out into the community yeah and of course all of their clients are at different levels of what they can do as far as work and as far as experiences so one of the groups um were kind of introverted, and so they were looking for ways to make them feel more part of the community, look up, see what was going on. So the director thought cameras would be a great way, as they were out doing their work, out doing their field trips, if each participant could have a camera, it would force them to look up and see the world through a different lens. So we have a fund with our foundation. Um, Chris Linville was a beloved teacher within the district. Uh, She had a journey with cancer, and, and she passed away from that. But her nephews are charged with managing her fund, and they want all of those funds to go to projects dealing with people with disabilities. Okay. Or helping education uh, foster, flourish. I love this. I mean, this is, it is like a story. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. It's a beautiful little book. So uh, you can see the picture there of them using their cameras. They get to go out. The fund bought them cameras. The fund also bought them bowling shoes. Oh. They did the math, and when they go bowling every week, they all have to rent their shoes. But if they owned their own shoes, they could each save $720. Holy cow. So they bought each participant their very own bowling shoes. Nice. So just some really kind of cool things that make their life more fun. And, and to people in this population, it's a huge gift. And mm-hmm. it really shows the community cares about them. Right. Mm-hmm. Where are we going next? Um, let's talk about Denny Dotson. Oh, Denny. Go, go for it. <laughs> so the, the, it's a great story about Denny and how he came into his philanthropy journey. But... The really cool takeaway that um, makes things easier for individuals is there when you're leaving your legacy, when you're leaving your estate and you have kids, but you also want to help the community and how, how do you do that? How do you go through? Cause it's very emotional. Very much so. And it's long-term. And he had some very good advice from a childhood friend that said, well, just treat the community like one of your children. Oh. And it just simplified everything. So how did he go about doing that? 
Well, he does have a donor advised fund. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and what is that? Can you explain quickly what a donor advised fund is for listeners that might not know? Sure. Donor advised fund offer flexibility in giving. So if you have um, a tax event in your life, say you sold a business or you had a booming year mm-hmm. and you want to give, but you're not sure where or when because you feel the kind of pressure that you need to pick right away, right. you can make a gift and start a donor advised fund. So the money can be there and then you can be more thoughtful right. in where you give and research different charities, different organizations, and then you can provide grants or Make It Your Foundation will provide those grants for you mm-hmm. to those different organizations. This is interesting because you would think somebody... Denny Dotson would be like, I know exactly what I want to do, but it changes. It it does. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is an opportunity to step back and go, okay, here's where I can be useful. Here's Mm -hmm. what's meaningful to me. Absolutely. And here's what's meaningful to the community. Absolutely. And those needs change over time too with the community. I mean, what, what our community needed 15 years ago may not be what it needs now. And it's definitely not going to be necessarily what it needs 50 years from now. Right. So this creates that plan to do it. I like that. And so uh, some of the things that are happening. Well, Denny really focused on the Children's Museum then this year. Mm, so okay. to see what a huge asset that was for the community, um, he's helping them with their major expansion. Oh. And they broke ground for that. And that's kind of what the, the story shares a little bit about, too. So we can take a look at That's the Iron Will story, correct? Yes. yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes, All yes. right. Wow. Then there's one in there about Camp Patterson. Camp Patterson. And I brought I Shannon that. in that um, earlier mm-hmm. this year, and we talked about it. Uh, Camp Patterson serves thousands of children, and it's been around for generations. There's grandmas, moms, and daughters that have all gone to Camp Patterson, Mm -hmm. and they just provide this amazing service uh, throughout the entire region. But the camp kind of fell to disarray through all the years, and it was in need of major overhaul. They had no air conditioning. Um, Audiovisual became very important, particularly during the pandemic. Granted, they didn't have regular camp. But to be able to do some Zoom stuff and some online things was very important. So they had a whole uh, technology upgrade uh, through the uh, help of Phil Slingsby, who was one of our donors. They um, had some trees that had died. And falling trees during storms can be very dangerous at campers. We've had some bad stories recently. So uh, donor um, Heidi Boyum, who had a tree company, came in and she helped provide some money to have old dead trees removed and replant new trees to keep the uh, grounds as uh, youthful with foliage as possible. So um, that was kind of a not a real glamorous project, but very cool. Mm -hmm. So we've been able to help them find specific donors with different people that have funds with us for projects, even as much as a uh, new lifeguard chair. Uh, we had one of our donors just... You don't think about things <laughs> like I that. Know, it's right? important. I know. Yeah. And so we, we get these suggestions from the camp organizers, and then we go to our donors and say, hey, would you be interested in this? And it's a great match. We were like matchmakers. Right. Oh, isn't that fun? Mm-hmm. With somebody else's money. Yes. <laughs> yes. But a good way to leave a legacy uh, behind and get involved in exactly something that you want. Um, I know that's just, uh, so Camp Patterson, uh, they still are working. Aren't, oh, aren't they, they are. They've got different phases. The next phase is they want to totally redo the restrooms that they have out there. Okay. Those are pretty antiquated. I was watching on social media. They do a really good job on social media of oh. keeping everybody up to date of what's going on with the building renovations and all of that. Yes, you know? and they have such this huge army of volunteers that come out and help with all aspects whether it's gardening out there or building or just general maintenance, great group of people. 
So in the in the press release that came out, the paper, mm-hmm. not the book that I'm holding, mm-hmm. uh, there's a dollar amount that uh, that you have calculated that you actually have helped fund needs with. Yes. Two million four hundred forty nine thousand four hundred and seventy nine dollars. Wow. That's crazy. Yes, it's huge. Um, I mean, this is up from, you know, just over 10 years ago, 80,000. Oh, wow. So that can really quite a bit. Wait a a minute. So when we talk about growing, that is what's growing is Mm -hmm. how much good is going out to the community. And it's because of the generous donors that support us and support the initiatives that are supported through the foundation. Right. Mm-hmm. Mankato is a very, mm-hmm. Mankato area, very generous community. Very. The beautiful thing, though, is that the money is staying here. Oh, yeah. It's not It's not going anywhere else, but mm-hmm. right here. Mm-hmm. Um, and can, can we talk about what's going on? Tell me about the story here. Oh, so that kind of tells you the history of the foundation and um, our fearless leader, Nancy Zellick, mm-hmm. and how actually at one point... Well, I haven't seen her for quite a while. She's probably <laughs> busy at work, right? <laughs> and how her mother was at the helm mm-hmm. for a while. And this story talks about the project that they undertook at the library. This I mean, mm-hmm. the Zalek family truly a legacy. Oh, definitely. Here. Yeah, to to keep that in the community and the family, the right. family tree, to be part of the Mankato Area Foundation. You know, in the years and years ago, the foundation was part of the chamber, and the Comfer family gave some money once a year, and it was really a very small kind of project. Mm-hmm. But Nancy took over as director about eleven years ago, and she just really, really grew the foundation. Right. Started all of the donor advised funds. Um, worked with getting us established in the Philanthropy Center, which is located downtown. It's a building where we have several nonprofits. There's the United Way, there's um, Life Work Planning, there's the Diversity Council, there's the YWCA. We're all located in the same building for very, very reduced cost rent. And then we share conference space, we share technology, and we share synergy. So we come up with ideas together and projects together. Right now, we're in the midst of a huge inclusion study with diversity. Yeah, let's talk mm-hmm. a little bit about that. I find that um, I've seen a little buzz about that going on yes. in the community. There is a Greater Mankato Inclusivity Study. What does that entail, and, and how does one it organization or a, a group of organizations right. even start? It started with the Mayo Foundation. When you go in for a physical through the Mayo system, they ask you questions that they never used to ask when you got a physical or an intake. They ask you, have you eaten today? Do you feel safe in your home? Um, how do you feel about your, your, your mental health right now? Mm. To get an overall picture of a person's health. Well, in doing that, they realized that diverse populations maybe didn't come in as frequently, or it might be a totally different experience for someone with a diverse background. Mm-hmm. So they wanted to do this inclusivity study. So they came to the foundation, asked us to partner with them. We hired a part-time employee to completely focus on this. And Rita has been doing um, focus groups. She's been doing the second time her name has come up. Oh, in like she's amazing. amazing time. We she's were talking about her daughters in the ballet. Rita so. Oh, yes, oh. yes. They were both in the ballet yes. this past week in the Nutcracker. She um, started with uh, having strictly focus groups with diverse people. Mm-hmm. And they helped come up with the questions for the survey. And then they did a series of surveys all fall. They ended up with, what was it, 11, about 1,100 people took the survey, mm-hmm. which is a huge response. Students, um, people from throughout the community to get an idea of how they feel being included in our community. And so it was you know, people of color, uh, people with disabilities, the elderly, 
um, just to get a, a real cross-section of all different kinds of populations for them to share how they well they feel included in our community. I don't think mm-hmm. anything like this has been done before. No. Not in this community. No. no. As we continue to grow and, and expand. Right. Uh, it's very important. So we're working with a consultancy group out of the Twin Cities to help us with some of the, the key diverse kind of components of it. But um, the partners in the community are the Greater Mankato Growth, the City of Mankato, the City of North Mankato, Blue Earth and Nicollet County, um, Mayo. I mean, there's a whole bevy. That, Is the school district? Yeah. The school district, okay. uh, Minnesota State University, South Central College. I mean, it's just a huge conglomerate of interested parties that have come together to put this together. And when you get results mm-hmm. uh, and, and those are published, uh, what will they be used for? They'll be action steps. So okay. these same entities will be involved in creating a plan and they will include people uh, have been recruited from um, all different aspects of diversity to participate and be in some of these action groups. They'll continue to make it open and recruit to get as much input as possible from all different groups with these action steps to to carry on initiatives that improve those aspects or take things we're doing right and expand upon them. So each individual uh, group could probably use their own data their own way. Mm-hmm. Oh, right? definitely. Well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And uh, is there a timeline on when this is going to be a, a complete project or? Report should be spring. Okay. By springtime. Um, okay. Action steps then to follow. Okay. But right now with the, the surveys just closing, now's that fun time of evaluating, evaluating yeah. all of that, <laughs> going yeah, through right. all the responses. Right. That's going to be a busy job. Man, uh, you've been busy all year long. and We do a variety of things. What are, what are the plans for next year? How do you get, I mean, you go from 80 to 2 million, you said? Mm-hmm. So like, how do we grow from there? Well, there's always room to grow. Right. <laughs> yeah. There's always a need. Um, but I, I could say one quick thing is that we are noticing that with uh, the economy mm-hmm. and uncertainty that right now um, donations to um, various organizations are falling, right? especially at this kind of time of the year, so that we just want to welcome everyone to look into local organizations and make sure that they support those groups too, right. uh, because it's a hard time of year, and this right. is their big campaigns for a lot of people. And just remember them right now, right around the holidays mm-hmm. too. And I know, uh, I mean, you can't turn on the TV without the news talking about mm-hmm. inflation and prices going right. up mm-hmm. and people being concerned about things. But I think when, whenever you can, if you invest into the spaces that you're in, mm-hmm. it only makes everything better. Absolutely. If we I could know. make one public plea, it would be to support those groups that work with food insecurity right now. Oh, okay. They could really use your help. All right. Well, that's good to know. Yes. And you really have your finger on the pulse of the needs of the community. And it's because of inflation. Mm-hmm. They just mm-hmm. really, really need your help right, right. now. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll definitely direct people that way. Um, so, Maureen and Ashley, as we close out our time together, if anybody wants any information on this, if they did not get a chance to see the uh, philanthropy review from the last year, um, I want to take a look at it. Where do we pick these up? Where How do we get a hold of those? Or is there? are we going online? Um, online is probably the quickest and cleanest way to find it. Sure. And if you go to MankatoAreaFoundation.com, we have a media tab. Click on that and you'll see the full um, booklet with all of the articles. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll certainly get that link underneath this in the show notes as well over on KTOE.com and the blogs and the podcast page as well. Uh, 
Well, until we see you next time, I don't know who you're going to bring next time, uh, but it'll be a brand new year. It will. Very exciting. It's that time of year where I can say, hey, we'll see you next year. That's right. Yeah. Mankato Area Foundation, thank you so much for coming in today. Thank Thank you. you.